0: Countdown for Grasshopper. x minus five, four, three, two. 3, X-1, fire. I don't wanna grow up, don't wanna grow up. I don't wanna grow up, don't wanna grow up.
1: Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Knock him down and he'll get right back up again. Coming on stronger than a powered up Pac-Man, your host, IC Robots.
2: Greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter, it's me again, IC Robots. I am not a hero, I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week we are going to have a real good time, we're going to take a look at another top five list, this week it is the top five actors to play Batman of all the times. Yeah, I know we did the top five last week, but I'm just like, hey, you know, I got the template all set up, and this is a good idea that just came to me while I was sitting here, why not do it? Strike while the iron is hot, get it done, get going, make hay while the sun still shines, hey Iceberg, I see you over there in the booth, dude, what's poppin' homie?
0: Dude, I don't know. I guess it is alright. Nothing special. I've just been cleaning out the ventilation units over at pod number 4 all week. It was pretty lame, but I guess that it must be done or you flesh bags will suffocate or some such bother.
2: No, you're right, dude. If we don't keep those vents clean, man, we'll suffocate to death. And you know what? That's just something we have to do up here on the station. Maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. And I was with you, dude. It wasn't that bad. We got to chit-chat or whatever, and you know, that's always kind of fun, at
0: least. I believe the chit-chat is a waste of processing power. It took us much longer to clean the vent because you would not stop talking about Star Wars and that one girl's big teeth. After a while, I turned off my earpieces. It did not help. I could still
2: read your lips. I didn't say she had big teeth, I just said she showed her teeth a lot. You'd know that if you were paying attention, dude. Anyway, what do you got for us? You got some kind of a new song or something here? Uh, we've got to get moving on with the ship.
0: Whatever, dude. No, I do not have a song. I was too busy sucking space dust out of vents to rock the steel wheels. I did hear a cool commercial though that I wanted to play. It has Billy Dee Williams from your beloved Star Wars movies as well as Fab Five Freddy from the Yo MTV Raps show you love so much.
2: That sounds cool dude, come on Iceberg, let's hear it. Uh, put the needle on the wax, son.
0: Very well. This one goes out to Ming the Merciless and all the dudes who got hurt by that vile humanoid Flash Gordon when he and his legion of bolts attacked the royal wedding. Keep your head up, sire. win flies to the business but Billy, what do you do to master me we well, I usually like to spend a quiet evening at home with a few
1: friends and cold 45 yeah I can take that break yourself this is the toys R Us report available on the retro junkies network yo I see robots kick the ballistics.
2: I can't promise that I will kick the ballistics, but I can promise that I will try to talk about some stuff. Um, I don't mean for this portion of the show to become Daisy Ridley talk, but for another week it is going to be that. She is, she played Rey in Star Wars, if you're not familiar with her by her uh, Earth name, that's what it is, Daisy Rid early uh, and I was thinking about her, and this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking that before she was in Star Wars, she wasn't in anything else, really. She'd been in, you know, a couple TV shows or whatever. I read in some magazine that she was working as a waitress and all this stuff before the flick, but what do you think they do to prepare you for Star Wars before you were in Star Wars? Imagine this. Imagine all of... Imagine all of the things that are involved with Just going from being a waitress, then one day, uh, you are the biggest character in the biggest movie of all the times. You have to move, you have to pack up and move, you gotta do everything, you gotta, you gotta uproot your whole life. And I wonder what they do to prepare you for that before the movie starts. Do you think that there is like, psychological testing and just things of that sort? Because you're handing over a billion dollar franchise to somebody who has never made a movie before. Now, the movie was great, and she was really great in it, but going in, you don't know. You would not know how it was going to turn out. I'm sure they liked her, they thought that she was cool, and they wanted to go ahead and do it because they did it. But how do you know that the person you're entrusting is going to be able to stand up to the rigors of this sort of thing? It's like you got them hooked up for three movies, and uh, dudes never made a movie before. It's interesting. It's interesting. I just wonder, you know, they got like Rorschach tests. Do they have, like, Disney uh, psychiatrists coming down, just making sure? What kind of references do you have to give? Imagine if they were going to put you in charge of a 7-Eleven. That's, you know, uh, you know, that's a big responsibility, and they would go in they check your references, but it's nothing compared to being put in charge of a billion-dollar movie. When I say in charge, I know she's not the director, but she is the focus of the movie, and if it turned out that, um... If it turned out that she went kooky on him and just you know got all Drew Barrymore when she was uh you know back in the 80s or whatever, then what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You got to change the whole focus of everything. So I don't know, my guys. This is just interesting to me. Uh, the pressure, the pressure she must be under, and how her life must have changed from one day to the next. Do you think that they? Do you think that they moved her out of her flat before the movie even came out? I know she got some Star Wars money before they started, but. Do you think they made sure to tell her, you, you're probably going to want to move. You're going to want to move into, like, a gated community because people don't know who you are now. People think you're the waitress down at the pub, but in a few days, you're going to be Ray from uh, Jakku or whatever. So, I don't know. Just some interesting stuff to think about. Um, if you have any kind of insight into this, you can hit me up on Twitter at ICRobots, I-S-E-E-Robots. We can talk about pressure. We can talk about all sorts of things. Anyway, at any rate, let's, uh, let's move into the next area of the show, which is known as At The Movies.
1: In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right?
2: proper thing to do with you do know, finish him off quick
0: he's to be cared for as long as necessary i understand it's gerald stabbed my boy to death he's afraid he knows how far i came to find him
2: I just got back from seeing The Revenant. It's a biopic about this trapper dude named Hugh Glass. The movie set in, I think it's the 1820s in South Dakota. It's about a bunch of dudes who are out on a trapping mission when they get attacked by some, uh, renegade Indians. Um, most of the group gets killed A few escape, but during the course of fleeing back to their fort, our main character, Hugh Glass, who is portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio, gets attacked by a bear. He's mortally wounded, and... One of the dudes there decides he has to snuff him out. You know, they all have to escape. He's uh, just holding him back. We have no choice but to snuff him out, but the dude's not dead. He survives, and then it becomes a tale of revenge. Survival and revenge, I guess. It's about uh, Leo trying to find his way out of the woods so that he can get revenge on the guys who left him behind. This movie is long, it is dreary, and it is incredibly violent. And I really mean that. This movie is phenomenally violent. It, um, it makes the Hateful Eight, which I saw last week, seem only, like, a bit violent. Like a PG-13, as far as violent goes. This movie is, man, there is blood everywhere. There is non-stop cruelty. There is non-stop just everything. While I'm watching this, I'm just... I want Leo's torments to be over. He goes through this, he goes through that, he goes through everything and I'm just, it's enough. The scene where he gets attacked by the bear, first the bear mauls him, then the bear mauls him again, then the bear mauls him one more time. I'm just, God. I turned to the old lady and I said, enough. This is enough. I just, I can't watch this anymore. But finally, the bear attack was over and it goes on to another violent thing and another violent thing. Now don't get me wrong. This is a very well-made movie. It's very well-crafted. It is an achievement in filmmaking, but man, it takes it takes a real man to see a movie like this. This is really going to test the limits of your ability to sit through uh, other people's suffering. Man, I don't know if I can recommend it. I have to recommend it as a good movie. It really uh, knocked him out at the Golden Globes last night. I think it won Best Picture. Leonardo won Best Actor, I think. So, it's good, it is good, it is quite good, but man, it is a trial just to get through. Honestly, for real, I feel stunned, I feel stunned by this movie. You're watching it, and it's like when you're watching a prize fight, and you're seeing somebody taking too much of a beating, and you're just yelling at the TV saying, stop the fight, stop the fight, that's what I felt during this movie. I wanted to go, just stop the movie, please, just, um, let Leo pass away, but, um... It's good. It is good. I'm not going to say it's not good, but uh, I can't give it the full recommendation without you knowing what you're getting into ahead of time. You're getting into uh, two and a half hours of suffering and torment, but you do get some good performances. Tom Hardy's in it. He's the main guy. He's the bad guy that Leo's trying to get revenge on, and he kills it like he always does. That dude from, uh, Ex Machina, who was the, uh, new Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars, the new Star Wars, he's in it, and the dude's really great, he's good in it, he's the captain, he's the one who's responsible for the entire, uh, pelting trip, and for part of the movie, he has a beard, and he looks remarkably like a young Donald Sutherland, which is cool, I don't know, my dudes, I am no no. uh, I'm gonna have to give this, like, four mics, but I gotta tell you, it's, it's hard to get through, it is gonna be a struggle, but, um, you, you might want to see it, you might not. If you do want to see it, hey man, knock yourself out. Just be ready for what's ahead of you. Be ready. One of the things that really struck me as odd, I don't know if it's odd, but they are in and out of the frozen water many times. Like The people will just wade into the water to get something and they will go out and they will go in and they go out. And I just think to myself, how do you do that? Like I don't want to, when I'm walking the dog, I don't want to get my feet wet because it's a pain. If I were in the frozen woods of South Dakota or whatever... I would be very wary of getting my feet wet, but they're in and out all the time. I don't know. Maybe people... Well, not even maybe. People back then were made of a sterner stuff and things like this. They were just like, I don't care. Life is so miserable. I think that's a big part of it. I think life was so miserable back then that people didn't feel as if they had as much to live for. Uh, If you knew your life was just going to be going back to your cabin, sitting there all night by the candlelight doing nothing... Maybe you're just not so anxious to save your life. I don't know, but um, before we head off to the uh, main event of the show, I want to give a big shout out to Sly Stallone, who won at the uh, Golden Globes last night. He got that Best Supporting Actor for Creed. I knew you could do it, dude. I was happy to see you do it. Um, aside from that, I don't know. The, I don't. I don't like the Globes very much. It's kind of boring. Katy Perry came out. She looked great. She was wearing some fantastic dress. That was a highlight. But otherwise. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Supergirl gave an award. Her and Grant Gustin came out and gave an award. He's The Flash on The Flash TV show. That was fun. That made it worthwhile, but it's a long deal, too. Um, The Golden Globes are actually longer than The Revenant, but they don't have as much suffering, so it's up to you to decide which would be the worst to watch. So, at any rate, this is me, Icy Robots. If you want to see The Reverend, go knock yourself out, but don't say I didn't warn you.
0: Report. Touch it down, I'll tell ya. King will not be seen tonight, but we'll return next week at this time.
2: I see robots top five best Batmans of all the times. Since the days of way back when, many dudes have portrayed the comic book character known simply as Batman... In many different mediums, in many different ways, in many different styles. And today we are going to take a look at who I think are the top five dudes to ever take on, take on this difficult role. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for any actor. It's a challenge to interpret it in your own way, to make it yours while also retaining what makes a Batman so great. So, um, with all that out of the way, why don't we just get started with, uh, the last one on the list. Number five
0: here take my bat radio i looked it up this morning that class of missile receives on a wavelength of 164.1 i'd say the odds against it would make even the most reckless gambler cringe true i did think i'd spotted it out of the corner of my eye
2: Yes, number five is Adam West, and if you're listening, Mr. West, please don't take this as an insult, because number five is not the worst, because there are dudes who didn't even make the top five list. There's, like, Val Kilmer, you're not gonna see him, you're probably not gonna see George Clooney, and there are others, but for many of us, Adam West is the dude who defined Batman for us in our early years. He's probably the first guy that I ever saw play Batman, so... I mean, up until I saw something else, until I got into comics, this was my dude. I always thought Batman was like a funny, fun loving guy, and it wasn't until it wasn't until many years later, maybe until like Michael Keaton came around that I saw a darker vision of Batman that has become the Batman that we all know and love, but Adam West, you brought so many positive things to the role. It was just you made it yours. You are great. I have nothing, nothing at all, but positive things to say about Adam West as the Batman in Batman 1966. That was a great show. It's a show I still love today. I mean, if I see it, I watch it. Especially if it's a Batgirl episode, but that's a whole other thing right there. I kind of got a kind of got a deal for Yvonne Craig. We've talked about this before, but um, Adam West, my dude, you are you are one of the top five seminal Batmans in history and i can imagine that some of you guys out there are going to dispute this a bit but if you want to man hit me up icy robots on twitter at I C robots or come on over to the facebook group facebook.com backslash icy robots and we can talk about this all day i will talk about batman performances from now until the cows come home so uh let's check out who is number uh next on the list number four Don't kill me, man! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. Don't want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me.
1: What are you? I'm Batman.
2: When the Michael Keaton Batman movie came out, and that's who that was, that was Michael Keaton if you didn't know, but I imagine you did. When this movie came out, it was so big. It was, while not as big as Star Wars, it was, it was really something, I mean people started wearing Batman shirts, it was the first time, it was the first time I ever saw anybody outside of me or people I knew wearing comic book shirts out in public. Um, the normal bat logo shirt became just like a regular thing that people were wearing and i swear to you people were not into that before it and it all it all stems from michael keaton he really he really brought something special to the character it was um it was a real seriousness that we hadn't seen before, and people just took to it like crazy. I'm not gonna front. A lot of the movie's success, of course, had to do with, uh, Jack Nick's portrayal, but let's not, let's not at all sleep on Michael Keaton. I mean, we know the dude's having a career resurgence right now, but it was, a uh, it was a travesty in the first place that the dude's career went away, because besides being Batman, Fool was Beetlejuice. Dude, Beetlejuice was such an amazing performance, and I know that that has nothing to do... With what we're talking about now, but it does just goes to show you, bears to mention that it wasn't Jack and Nick that carried the whole movie Michael Keaton had a big, big part of it, um, he really you know, he took Batman to where it had not go- gone before at least on the silver screen and for that, you know you're number four, um let's move ahead and see who is uh, number next. Number three
0: Where were the other drugs going
2: I never knew. I don't know. I
0: swear to God. Swear to me! They they, they went to some guy for a couple of days before they went to the dealers. Why?
2: There was something. Something else in the drugs. Something hidden. What? Oops, I uh hit the button too soon. I'm sorry. Uh what was in the drugs? If you remember, hit me up at iC Robots on Twitter. Let me know, hashtag what was in Batman's drugs. Anyway, that's Christian Bale. Christian Bale was Batman during the entire run of Christopher Nolan movies, and the Christopher Nolan movies were probably probably the best batman movies of all the batman movies before they are fantastic i'm not the biggest fan of the first one but the second one is one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life and the third one i thought was pretty fun too it's not perfect but there was a lot of parts in it that i enjoyed i really like the ending when the gotham police are freed from the sewers and they're coming to uh fight bane's army There's something, uh, there's something I enjoy about seeing people stand up for themselves, you know, and just fight their way out of trouble, even though there were cops, and, you know, usually going to the cops isn't, um, standing up for yourself, but at this point, with Gotham cut off from the rest of the world, it's every man for himself, and it was cool to see the people gather together like that to uh, fight Bane's army, even though I would have liked to have seen, seen some random citizens in there helping out, you know, just, just to, um, I don't know, just to show that that also happened even though it didn't. I'm gonna go off the topic here for a second, but it's kind of fun. A scene from last year that was like this that I really enjoyed was the Battle of Red Hook on The Strain. And if you're not watching The Strain, I think you really should because it's a cool show. It's really fun. It's kind of a vampire deal, but um, the vampires are different than like Twilight vampires or Vampire Diary uh, vampires. They're more like monsters and it was fun. Anyway, the, uh, the Red Hook area of Brooklyn was cut off from the rest of, uh, New York, and New York was cut off from the rest of the country because of the Strugoy attack, and the mayor went down through the street on a truck and told everybody... I don't think it was the mayor, I think it was the city councilwoman, and she went down the street and told everybody, this is it, dudes, this is it, we are alone, and it's time, we all have to get together, bring whatever weapons you have, the Strugoy are coming, that's what they call the vampires, the Strugoy, the Strugoy are coming... And it's up to us. There is no one but us. We have to fight them. It was pretty cool. I really enjoy that sort of stuff. But um, back to Christian Bale. Christian Bale brought a real seriousness to the role that Keaton and the other guys tried. But he took it to a whole another level of super focused, super crazy seriousness the one thing that keeps bale from being number one is that his seriousness was almost comical at points it's very easy to look back at it and um and to make jokes but you got to remember at the time dude at the time this was cutting edge batman i know this was only a few years ago But at the time, we were all into this so much. So, you gotta discount some of the jokes and whatever. And Christian Bale's a fantastic actor. And these were really great movies. I mean, the second one won an Oscar for Heath Ledger. And I know Heath Ledger was a Joker. And I know that has nothing to do with this. We keep going back to the Joker and how he has nothing to do with this. I'm just using it to illustrate how serious people took these movies. And to be honest, I wouldn't have cared if Christian Bale continued on as Batman for all eternity. I wouldn't have cared if Christopher Nolan Continued on with the series until the cows came home because this was good stuff. I think that Ben Affleck is probably going to do a good job, and I think that the movies are going to be okay with him and um, Zack Snyder in charge. But if you would have just kept going in this direction with Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale and, you know, slowly introduced Superman, slowly introduced Wonder Woman, and all this stuff, and then eventually just put it all together, you'd really have something. I think that I would have preferred to see the batman that we got familiar with in the justice league movies as opposed to a reboot but what are you going to do you know what are you going to do and i'm sure it's i'm sure it's going to be fun i'm really looking forward to batman superman i'm looking forward to it quite a bit but um it might have been cooler if it was christian bale batman versus superman but um i think superman would have just straight murked him with the way that christian bale was as much as you can be immersed in the real world so let's get moving who um who do we got up next in, uh, Number Dose? Number
0: two. Relax, everybody, I'm here. Batman. Batman! What's up, babe?
2: Babe! What? Oh, sorry, Batman, this is Emmett. Emmett, this is my boyfriend, Batman.
0: I'm Batman.
2: That's your boyfriend? Ah! Hey, babe. What? Let's hold hands. So, uh... Hey guys, I think we're about to crash into the sun.
0: Yeah, but it's gonna look really cool.
2: So, there it is, the big surprise on the list. Every list has to have a surprise, and there it is. Number two, in my opinion, the number two dude to ever take on the role of the Batman was Will Arnett from the Lego movie. Now, I know what you're saying. There have been a lot of dudes who have done this, a lot of greats. And how could you pick the dude from Arrested Development to be the second one? But I just gotta say... Only, save one dude, only one dude has ever been more entertaining as Batman as Will Arnett was in the Lego Movie. Dude took what was already a fantastic movie and rose it to a whole nother level of fantastic. It is possible that the Lego Movie is better than any Batman movie ever made. And you guys can debate me on that one all you want. I'm not even sure I feel it. I'm not even sure I think it's true, but it is something worth noting. You have to consider the, uh, you gotta consider the place that the role came from and the success that the movie had. And this movie, man, this movie was fantastic. And a large part of that was because of Will Arnett as the Batman. The Batman has this thing going for him. Where he is very serious and he's very self-important and uh, the way that Will Arnett took it on was just by laughing in the face of that. By becoming more self-important and more serious than anybody who has ever been Batman before him. Will Arnett is actually the dude that got me to make this list. I was sitting there watching the Lego movie and he came on and I'm just like... You know, this might be the best Batman performance of all time. I think that I may be more entertained by his interpretation of the Batman than I have ever been watching him in any medium. And I'm sitting there, and I just start thinking about it. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, who's better? Who's better? Who's worse? Where do they all fall in line? And it just got me thinking. I thought, this would be a fun episode. So I made it. I have heard talk that there might be a Batman Lego movie, a Lego Batman movie, and I just want to, like... I want to use some kind of uh, wishing powers to make this happen because that is, on the real tip, one of the best ideas I've ever heard. This needs to happen. There needs to be a Lego Batman movie in pre-production right now as we speak. The world deserves this. I don't know who you are who's in charge of such things, but whoever you are, you owe it to the universe to make this true. So, with all that, let's move into the one dude out there in all of the times... Who has done a better job of Batman than my boy, Will Arnett? Take it away.
1: And here it is the dude our boy I see robots thinks is the best actor to ever play Batman of all the times.
0: I am Vengeance. I am the Knight.
2: Yep, you got it right there. The best dude to ever play Batman of all the times in all the history of time is our man, Kevin Conroy from Batman Animated. Batman Animated is... Batman Animated is fantastic. There's no other way to put it. I know I overuse the word fantastic. But the thing is, I only talk about things that I think are fantastic. I don't want to spend a lot of time on things I think are average. And uh, Batman Animated is so far above average. It is great. It, uh... It is exactly what Batman should be like. The movies try and they do do their best. But the fact remains that Batman is an animated character. Batman is a comic book character. And the best way you're ever going to see him is in an animated form. It's just true. You might not want to hear it. You might be like a Christopher Nolanite. I'm a Christopher Nolanite. But um, Batman animated has it all trumped. And the reason it gets trumped is because of Kevin Conroy. He is so gruff. He is so great. He is Vengeance. He is the Knight. He is the Batman. No one has ever done it better. It's altogether possible that nobody ever will do it better than Kevin Conroy did in Batman Animated. And on top of all that, dude took it into the video game world. As I understand it, he's the Batman in the uh, Arkham games. I've only played one for a minute. I wasn't into it. I don't know. It did seem fun, but, um... I just couldn't get into it I'm not that big of a video game guy and when I do play video games I like beat-em-ups or like wrestling games I don't want to um I don't want to spend my time inhabiting somebody else's shoes and going through those adventures I got enough adventures of my own all right I got enough things going on I don't need to pretend to be Batman I mean it might be fun but um I don't need to but uh Kevin Conroy did that as well as well as uh Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and those cartoons are so great too at one time, the DC animated universe was just... It was just off the chain, man. Just off the chain. Now DC's got a great TV universe. And, you know, that's awesome, too. You know you know how much I'm into that. But, um, I do kind of think that they pale in comparison to the animated. But, um, Kevin Conroy, I tip my hat to you. You are the guy who brought Batman alive more than anyone out there. You are the IC Robot's greatest Batman actor Of all the times. All right, my guys, we are going to move ahead into the final chamber of the show known as the Toys R Us Report.
1: Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report.
2: All right. We are back. We are back once again for the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. What's been going on at the Toys R Us? I don't know, man. We were down there the other day. The place is still bombed out. You got to see. Hop on over to icrobots.com and check out this picture I took of the, uh, of the wrestling figure aisle, man, it is still destroyed from Christmas. What did I see over there? I saw some new DC Multiverse action figures. They are very similar to uh Marvel Legends. As a matter of fact, if you get the whole set, you can combine them together and make a, a big Lex Luthor in armor or something. Who did I see? I saw a couple Batman's. I saw Arrow. I saw TV Arrow. They all look pretty cool. They're expensive though. They were like twenty-five bucks, which is a bit more than I want to spend on a new figure. I don't really do it all that often, but um, they were pretty neat. I did I did like seeing them, and I also saw some uh, black and white Jane Silent Bob figures. I thought those were cool. They were like the clerks versions, because you know they're all black and white, not color like uh, in the later films. Those are neat. I saw those, but um, the big thing going on is. I want a Ray action figure. I want a Star Wars Black Ray. I want one of the three and three-quarter inch Rays and I cannot find one anywhere. Sure, I could go online and I could pay scalper rates, but I do not want to do that. I don't want to do it. I'm on the hunt. We've been going out every day and we hit like Kmart, we hit Walmart, we hit Target. We hit a couple other places and they are not yet refilling the uh, Star Wars figures since the movie came out, so... Expect a breaking news update at some point because I'm going to get my hands on one. The one that I want is the Star Wars Black because it comes with a neat uh, BB-8 as well, so it's like you're getting two figures as one. But I don't like I don't like the sculpt of that one very much. But it is it's I don't know it's going to be it's going to be about as good as we're going to get at this time, and it's not as if it's awful. It, it looks a lot more like Daisy Ridley than um, the original Star Wars figures looked like uh, Mark Hamill. So you know. Who am I to complain? But at any rate, I haven't been able to find one, and I've been looking I've been looking high and low. For real, though, that's about it. That's about it for the week. Um, make sure to check out virtualdirtmall.com. That's probably the best way to support the show. You pick up anything there, and it goes toward the operation of the Toys R Us report. That's our eBay store. That's where a lot of uh, the cool things I find go. Um... Oh yeah, if you haven't checked it out already, I made an appearance on Action Figure Blues, which is one of my favorite podcasts, one of the favorite shows out there. And I was happy, happy to get invited by my boy, Engineer Nerd, to come and uh, record a segment with him. About thrifting, he calls me the king of the dig during it, but I forgot to mention that's a dude named George. But at any rate, it was cool. I think that that was episode number 201. It came out a couple weeks back, uh... I had a great time. It was me and this other guy, Will West. We just had a really fun time talking about thrifting. I think you might dig it. If you don't listen to action figure blues, you know, and you like action figures, you're going to get a lot more toy news than you do here, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. At any rate, man, at any rate, this is me, Icy Robots, and I'm going to sign off for the week. This is uh, episode number 63 of the Toys R Us report for me for Iceberg 13. Big shout-out to Daisy Ridley. Big shout-out to my boy Gina Vega over at Sensational Manor. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded
0: live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots Radio production.